I'm Sandy Swallow. I'm Okalala Lakota and Northern Cheyenne. I've been an artist for over 30 years and through my artwork have portrayed my heritage. Now I'm starting a brand new venture called Lakota Link and I'm here to share with you and I hope you enjoy it. Lakota Link. Greetings from the home of the Seven Council Fires land of the 1868 Fort Laramie Treaties, bringing stories old and new of Lakota values, courage, respect, wisdom, to name a few. Well, good morning, Ivan. How are you doing today? I'm doing just fine. How about yourself? Well, it's it's feeling good. I like the fall weather, and and it's 51 degrees, and I like that pretty good. So, so I'd like to introduce you to Ivan Sorbel, and he is an enrolled member of the Cheyenne River Sioux Tribe, and I'm so happy that he agreed to visit with us on Lakota Link. Ivan, can you kind of tell me a little bit about your background, who your folks were, and where you grew up? Sure. Uh, again, my name is Ivan Sorbel. I'm the current executive director of the Pine Ridge Area Chamber of Commerce. I've held that position for since 2005. Prior to that, uh, I, I worked, uh, had my own business. I did a um, subcontracting construction business uh we did uh primarily um sheetrock uh sheetrock and finish work uh, i did that for a couple of years and then before that i was in the i served in the united states before i served for five and a half years i did a full tour and then uh, uh extended contract for a year and a half so that's how i got to five and a half everybody always asks me that how'd you get to five and a half <laughs> Yeah, our our grandson was a Marine, and he uh, was an MP, which I was kind of concerned about, but he made it through it okay, and and I have a lot of respect for those Marines. I know they're tough guys. <laughs> so who who were your folks, Ivan? So my mom is uh, Dr. Linda Earing, doctorate in education. Um, she worked in the education field for o- over 40 years. She's from, uh, she's a tribal member at Cheyenne River, uh, grew up uh, primarily in Manderson, South Dakota. My father's a, uh, he, he's, he lives in Yankton. He's from the eastern part of the state. Um, he's uh, retired now. He was a anesthetist. Uh, he practiced, uh, he, he says uh, he, he passes a lot of gas. <laughs> But <laughs> uh, so that's what he did for most of his adult life. My gar- grandparents are uh, my grandmother is is uh, Olive Mestith. Um, she's from here in Pine Ridge. She was enrolled here. My grandfather was uh, from Cheyenne River. His name was George Earing. Uh, they are both uh, gone now, but uh, they met 
in Igloo, South Dakota, uh, back in the uh, 40s. Uh, they both worked at Igloo in the bomb factory and during the, during World War II. And uh, they got when they, they got married, they had three children. Um, my mom and uh, she has a brother and a and a sister. And then they they after the bomb factory closed down in Igloo, then they moved to Custer. And my grandma stayed there for the rest of her life. She lived in Custer. Oh, okay. That yeah. that's kind of funny in a way because like my folks, they. You know, my my dad was by blacktail, and my mom was by porcupine, and they they met in Portland, Oregon, during the World War. You know, World War Two, yeah. and didn't know each other on the reservation. So, it's kind of funny how people met back then. You know, and of course, traveling was a lot more difficult. It wasn't like right. they do now. So, Ivan. Can you kind of give me a little background on on the chamber? Gee whiz, you've been there a long. Did you start the Chamber of Commerce? No, I, I didn't. Um, the The chamber started in ninety nine, late ninety nine, two thousand. So the official official start start was uh, April of two thousand when they received their their uh, nonprofit designation. They had been working for. A couple years before that, or excuse me, a year before that, it was started by a group of uh, local business people on the reservation, native native owned businesses. Um, there was about, I suppose, five or six of the original uh, business owners, and they they were uh, facing some pretty unique challenges trying to operate business uh, on the reservation, and and they were really feeling kind of kind of alone and so they got together and started talking about their issues and they and they quickly found out that their their issues were all the same so it was things like uh, land leases uh, building and employment retention a, a lot of different barriers that are are almost still true today but um, they've been uh, addressed anyway at a higher level uh, so anyway, they they started discussing these issues and and found out that they were all facing the same the same problems. And then they decided to form an organization. And what they decided on was a chamber of commerce. So they they felt that that was the the right thing to do to be organized and have a designated uh, organization that could help assist with these issues. Uh, so in two thousand. Um, they hired an executive director. They they received a, a small grant from the Lakota Fund. I think it was um, like ten thousand or twelve thousand or something. I don't remember. But they hired a director, and then they applied for uh, another grant through the USDA, and were successful on that. In October, uh, well, during that year, they had some financial issues and they had to relieve the executive director september of 2001 they re-advertised for the director and uh, another position a small business advocate and those positions were funded from usda 
So I had applied for the executive director position. I was, you know, about a, a year or two out of out of the Marine Corps. And uh, I, I didn't get that, but they did hire me as the small business advocate. Oh, so okay. I served in, yeah, I served in that capacity up till uh, 2000, 2005. And then was put in as an acting director for about a year and then reopened the position and um uh, later in 2005, I, I was awarded the director position, and I've been doing that ever since. Well, so you held that f- to begin with when you had your own business. Is that correct? You kind of yeah. Well, I had I had um, you know I had run my own business for about a year and a half, I suppose, after I got out of the service, uh, and it was a uh, me and a partner, and um, we subcontracted from. A number of larger contractors uh we didn't do any prime contracting but um we subcontracted and we worked from uh lawrence kansas to rapid city and and a lot of spots in between there so that that's what we did for about a year and a half i suppose well i think that's very good because there's nobody that can understand business like the person that's been in business, <laughs> then, right. you, you know, you really know the challenges and people sometimes the wrong idea that, oh, if you own a business, it's so easy because you're your, your own boss. But actually, in a way, it's harder because you're the one that has to make sure things are going okay and there all the yeah, time. It's so very true. I mean, you're totally responsible for for that business and and for your employees and whether you make money or not and if you don't work you don't make money and it's very true in the construction world so yeah we we pulled a a, a lot of long nights and weekends and you know back then it didn't really matter what what the day of the week what letter the day of the week started with you just worked anyway so right um, right well tell me um i know the the chamber right now is having some unique challenges and and how are you uh getting around that how how is this working for you right now with the covid shutdown like i can tell you it's it's extremely challenging um the Chamber of Commerce uh, on Pine Ridge is not a traditional Chamber of Commerce. So w- what I mean by that is um, a lot of a lot of city chambers um, derive some sort of uh, funding, uh, have some funding level from from taxes uh, and membership dues. Uh, we do charge membership dues, so we um, we 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 base about. Uh, it used to be a quarter, but I think it's less now of our annual budget off of membership dues. And since we don't really have a tax base on Pine Ridge, there's not that opportunity for us to get financial support from taxes. So our our funding strategy is primarily, has been uh, for a number of years now, primarily government grants. So we apply for those those grants and if we're awarded, then we have a, a a bigger budget, and if we're not, then we have to be creative on how we how we survive. So over the last you know 14 years since I've been in charge, we've been pretty successful at winning government grants. 
and we just started one last year. Uh, we're coming up to October, so we'll have our first year done here in October. We just started a brand new project. Um, and, and I tell you, it's been extremely difficult with the COVID. We are working uh, very heavily in the in the tourism area uh, as economic development for Pine Ridge, and in in that field, it, it requires a lot of marketing, uh, a lot of in person, face to face, trying to get uh, travelers to come visit your site or or your area. So, the last year, I was in I was in Chicago. Uh, Omaha, Washington, D.C., L.A. I sent one of my staff or one of my staff was supposed to go to Houston, uh, Denver. I was in Denver and we were doing face to face marketing with um, potential visitors. And in March, I was in D.C. and then the, the tribe closed all travel. Oh. Uh, so I returned home from D.C., because due to the pandemic, they they closed pretty much closed the reservation. They instituted border monitoring. Uh, they enacted a shelter-in-place ordinance, which affected all businesses, and and it really just shut off shut off what we were doing uh, completely. It just turned off, just like turning a faucet off, mm-hmm. and and the water just stopped flowing. I, I so, kind of understand that in the respect that I I have a couple of businesses, too, and one of them is more or less a wholesale business, which I've been doing. Gee whiz, you know, the store, the places that I sell to, they were closed, so consequently they weren't ordering from me, and things have started to pick up a little bit now, but... This whole thing has just been a snowball effect in for businesses. Yes, absolutely, and uh, it, it's been really a really trying time. Um, so on Pine Ridge for this summer, zero tourism traffic because there's the, and and the tribe advised no no tourism uh, related activities. They advise that uh, visitors not come here this summer. They return when the, when it's safe to travel. But, um, you know, so everything that we've been working on over the last 20 years, or, you know, we've been in tourism pretty strongly for at least the last 12, uh, trying to develop this market here on Pine Ridge. It, it just came to a grinding halt. And, and so there's no activity this summer. We closed our visitor center in March. Um, I sent my staff home first of April. Uh, so we've been remote working since April, and it's just been an extremely difficult, difficult time. So coping with it, I mean, it's definitely not what we're used to. We're not used to um, being at home. We're we're used to being having uh, personal interaction with with visitors and with um, people coming to the reservation um, for tourism activity, recreation. So it's been definitely been challenging. Oh, for my listeners, I would like them to realize that the Pine Ridge Chamber of Commerce, not only have they been very helpful with, you know, the businesses there on Pine Ridge, but they've also 
had a kind of a special spot for the youth. And, and I know that um, you've done a lot of activities to, to help with the youth. Do you want to share those a little bit? Sure. Uh, We did, um, we have a project uh, right now where we developed a, a curriculum for high school students uh, that is uh, workforce development. So it goes through uh, just the very basics of how to get a job. What you need to get a job, it starts with um, identification um, and then it goes on up through, uh, uh, you know, how do you keep a job next? Uh, what are your responsibilities as an employee? This sort of stuff. And, it, and it, it, it's a semester long course. Uh, so we've been providing that to Little One School and Crazy Horse School for the past three and a half years. And again, in March, the schools closed, uh, you know, late March, early April. The schools closed right in the middle of the semester. And we were unable to finish that semester with our with our curriculum. So we were about halfway done. In the summertime, we generally run a, a camp for um, teenagers. Uh, and we, we discuss... It varies, but uh, our focus has been this workforce development for for a few years now. Uh, so we generally take about 10 to 15 students up to the Black Hills, and and we do um, uh, we stay in a place up there by Custer, and we do uh, curriculum delivery uh, in, in the morning, and then in the afternoon, and then in the evenings we generally do a tour. We like to see um, local businesses. We go to Crazy Horse, this sort of stuff. We're, oh, I I remember yeah. you you bringing yeah. the kids down to the gallery a few times, yes. and yes, that do. that's so important. You know, we we don't sometimes we don't see the re- results of our efforts. You know, this this is important. The kids, a lot of the kids down to Pine Ridge maybe haven't traveled as much as others and and it's it was a great time i know we had fun when you'd come down there with those kids yes and they they really enjoyed that you know it's important for them to see other tribal members succeeding uh one way or the other and and since we're you know we're our camp was business focused we we'd like to come to your spot but um so we weren't able to do that this year uh we we did we did do uh and it took us a couple months to get it together but we did do a virtual camp we did one online over zoom oh Um, yeah we had uh we had 10 participants in the camp which i thought was incredible uh to keep their attention that long but we did uh we did a week and um we actually hired two of those students uh to the chamber for the summer project, of course, we didn't get our summer project going, but we were still able to hire them and provide them with a great deal of uh, uh, other training in the area of hospitality and tourism. So uh, that's what they've been doing all summer, um, waiting to open this project that we're doing. But that's, you know, that's the struggles that we're going through right now. Is, I would is, like yeah. my listeners to know that the Chamber of Commerce down there has been so supportive of artists. And of course, as an artist, I have always appreciated that. But um, Ivan happens to have a beautiful wife named Stephanie, and she is an artist. And 
I know he he has a very wonderful family and you know all those things are appreciated whatever you've been able to do throughout the years and I I certainly hope you don't get disheartened on this uh, hard time but so what are you looking forward to now what do you think is going to happen well, uh, you know, uh, I'd like to touch on that art a little bit. Um, not a major part, but a good part of our, our programming is dedicated to art, to artists um, as business owners. Uh, and we try to uh, seek resources, artists, whether it be um, w- whether it be an artist in residence uh, program at, at our visitor center or whether we're commissioning art pieces, uh, something we're always we're always looking for some way to assist the artist um, to sell their product. Uh, so in in the wake of COVID, and, and I know, like you mentioned, my wife is an artist. So we had all, all of our shows were canceled. So we did uh, Isle George out to Indianapolis. There's a, a summer one there in Rapid City. Um, the Winter Art Market in Rapid City and the Northern Plains Art Show in, in Sioux Falls, they were all canceled this year. Um, Red Cloud did did host their their art show. Uh, they did it virtual online, so we didn't submit anything there. But, you know, even moving product right now is just so difficult because there's really nowhere to sell it. Uh, and with the art shows being canceled, there's there's nowhere to display your art it's been extremely tough for the artists here on pine ridge so we're looking forward to trying to do something virtually we're we're not sure exactly what that that is yet and i don't want to let the cat out of the bag yet so, <laughs> um well you know before i before i get it solid so yeah. uh be looking forward to something from us in the in the art arena this fall well good you know i actually entered the Red Cloud Art Show, and I have to really commend Ashley Puyer and, and Mary Maxim down there, plus the other staff on how well they handle that virtual show, because out of three pieces, I sold two. And oh, excellent. Yeah, yeah, that was a big surprise. So we know that there is ways to do that, and perhaps, you know, you can consult with them a little bit that... If Absolutely. Yeah, if yeah. you're starting something, they've they've done it. <laughs> yeah. and, and you know, the way things are going, we just really don't know how the what the future holds. That's one reason I decided to start Lakota Link is because um I know people like to listen to podcasts and I thought this this would be something that they could kind of learn about the Native American communities and and the people and what what all they're facing too. Yes, absolutely. Um, it's a great resource, and uh, yeah, definitely. I I I work well with Red Cloud. Um, we've been partnering on different different activities and and things for you know a few years now. And and uh, Mary, like you said, Mary does an excellent job over there at Red Cloud. Uh, her and Ashley both. It's definitely going to be different, and we just need to adjust and and try to figure out the the best way to deliver our programming and 
and and move forward and try to keep the economics flowing um, to the best that we can, you know. Um, and it, it'll be the pandemic will will end one day. Uh, we don't know when that is, but we want to be darn sure be ready for when it does. Well, you know, Ivan, if anybody can do it, you can. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> and I am so thankful that you've taken time to visit with us on Lakota Link. And I like I like to um, think of values, Lakota values. And one that I think you have is the Lakota value of respect, because um, you have always been so respectful to anybody you've had to deal with and consequently has built this up. Um, if it wasn't for Ivan and, and many others also, but I don't have their names in front of me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I don't think the chamber would have succeeded so well. And I before we leave, I would like to say that um, I, I uh, am also very proud of him that he was uh, voted to be president of the Governor's tur- Tourism Board. Are you still on that, Ivan? I, I I have served on the Tourism Board for, and I don't even know how many years it's been anymore, but I did serve as the president for two years, uh, served as the vice for two years. Um, I, I still have that seat on the board, um, and that's... Uh, part of the relationship building that we've been doing at the Chamber of Commerce, um, you know, not only with the state of South Dakota, but with area businesses as well and, and tourism and trying to, trying to make those relationships build, build on them and, and, and then uh, be progressive about tourism in the Indian country, which I think is, is, um, you know, was going really great until COVID, but like I said, we'll, We'll figure our way around that and, and get back to normal someday. Well, I certainly hope that when you're ready to let the cat out of the bag, <laughs> you <laughs> will visit with us again on Lakota Link. And thank you for for visiting with us, Ivan. Absolutely. It was a, my pleasure. Well, I hope you enjoyed our segment. You know, I I enjoy visiting with the people. And if you did go to sandyswallowgallery.com where you can find my artwork and find some history and some background. Please subscribe to it or if you have some comments, we would love to hear your opinion. This is a new adventure for us and I value your opinion. This song is written and sung by my good friend Quincy Goodstar. Lakota Link is here to share Lakota values. God bless you on your journey. Wopila, thank you for joining us.